Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team is able to be live and join you every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. This also is going to, of course, be a podcast episode over at Teach Better Talk Podcast. So if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, or subscribe to the podcast, you're missing out. Make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes going on on Teach Better today. We have an amazing guest with us that I'm so excited to introduce to all of you, another friendly face to add to your network. So we'll be right back. Hey everyone, good morning. My name is Ray Hewart with the Teach Better team and I'm so thrilled to not only be a part of your morning, but hopefully add a new friend to your education network bubble. I have admired this educator for a long time and very, very, very excited to have this conversation. Would you mind starting out by introducing yourself to our crew here? Sure. Uh, my name is Cami Kanikins, and I often join in with the uh, Teach Better Mastermind uh, group in the morning. And so that's kind of probably our connection. Uh, I am from Alberta, Canada. In fact, I'm right in the, the bottom corner. Um, it's right near the province of Saskatchewan, which some people like to make fun of because it has such a funny name. It's right above Montana. That often helps people out. And so in the school district that I work at, I'm a district instructional coach. And so we have a very geographically large area. In fact, if we were an American state, we would be the, I think, the 43rd largest, bigger oh. landmass than Hawaii, for example. We're kind of right above there. So, so in my job, I spend a lot of time driving to schools and working with schools. So I get to work with schools and teachers. I do a lot around technology. Um, but because we're a small district, I do, it's kind of like I do everything. I'm the everything girl. So I really love that position. Cami, I'm so glad that you were able to join us because I have gotten to learn with you at the, uh, you know, admin mastermind, but that's not a recorded Zoom call, right? That's a, a weekly Tuesday get together. Leaders from all over the world come and join the conversation. It's a free group, by the way. So, anybody listening, if you have any sort of leadership title, like a principal or a coach or a director of some sort, you're all welcome. But um, it's so interesting because that is a group that, changes every day somebody else joins or there's kind of like a, a fluidity in the people if it fits into your schedule you're able to pop in and if it's if you're busy and you got to miss a week that's okay too but cam it's been so nice having you in on those discussions lending your insight and being able to collaborate with that group what's been your experience thus far well it's been i've i've been i was trying to think how long i've been connected and, and it's it might be since before covid um but you know, it's kind of you come and then it didn't work for a while. And there were, it used to be two times and now there's only one time. And so that time for me, I usually am just a, often just a listener uh, because it's that time in the morning when I'm I'm either driving or, you know, getting ready for work and heading out. And so I just often have my camera off. This morning I was out walking and it was still dark out. Um, so I often am a listener and sometimes if it works out, I, I pop in. But those conversations have been just so interesting. Um there's always a topic and it's great to hear what everyone 
is doing in different places, different systems. Um, there are some differences between the Canadian system and the American system, but there are tons of similarities as well. Uh, sometimes we use the same acronyms, sometimes use, we use different acronyms, but uh, the issues are the same. We all work with teachers and we all work with kids and, and those are pretty similar across, across the way. Tammy, I love that you were able to highlight so many different things there that are notable for people who might choose to join that mastermind. I feel like you're a perfect walking ad for that program because yes, of course, pop in camera off. Like we have people that are doing their workout during the sessions. You're driving to work very frequently with people that, you know, are sitting in their office already or just sitting at home. So I love that versatility. I also really do enjoy that the times change depending on the year, the season, who's moderating. So if the time doesn't work for you and you're listening to this, like, please reach out. We, you know, we love being able to offer whatever we can to our community. And I, uh, I appreciate that people from all different communities, whether they're in the U S or Canada are able to find similarities in how they're supporting their students, because you're right, whether the acronyms are different or not, there's still so many similarities in where our students are in the process. And also, I love that as a coach, you're in that group, because I think so many people believe, oh, leadership role, it's only a principal. And you're like, no, 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 we need like our coaches, our directors, all of those incredible people that make up that whole educational eco ecosystem in that conversation. Well, and in, in our district, um, coach, uh, as a coach, I work with tons and tons of admin very closely. It's almost like I'm a, a assistant principal to several schools. We have some super tiny schools. So some of our schools uh, in these rural kind of remote areas are K to nine schools with 30 or 40 kids. And so if you're the principal there, you teach either, you know, a 0.5 or 0.7 time, and then you're the principal on top of that. And so for those small schools as coaches, we're super um, valuable to them because they don't have a thought partner. They don't have an assistant principal. They probably only have two or three other teachers at their school. And so uh, when we come to those schools, it's that extra set of hands and it's someone to talk to, um, you know, when they can't always get a direct line to the superintendent or something like that. So we, uh, it's a really interesting role in our district because it is, it, I see it very much as a leadership role. And in some ways I've, I've, I think I would say I've decided to kind of stick in this role instead of maybe pursuing what would be seen as a more official leadership title. I think it's perfect for you, especially I know we're going to get into your passion and, you know, your love for supporting educators while you're in the trenches with them and technology. We're going to get into all that. I'm very excited to to dive into picking your brain and also having you share your insight with our community. Before we get into that, do you mind giving us some background? So obviously you're in the dream role now and you're phenomenal at it, but what, what were you doing prior to this role that uh, led you to where you are now? So I've been in this role for about six years. Um, before that, I spent at least 20 years as a high school English and social studies teacher um, at the same school. Now that was interesting because I started like the day that that school opened, actually the second day. Um, but Ooh. so to, to take a school from brand new, like that's a whole experience that's that's very unique in of itself. And so um, I'd been at that school for 20 years. I taught, I'd taught a little bit of middle school before that in a different community. Um, and then I'm with the same district that that school is in. So now as part of this job, I often get to work with, with that. And that's one of our bigger schools. It's actually probably our biggest school 
Um, so for me, having worked at a fairly large school for our area, uh, then to go into all these really super small rural schools in these tiny little communities uh, has been just a great experience. Um, the issues are similar but different, like everything else. Uh, so that's part of it. I've also taught um, uh, preservative teachers at our local college for about five years um, in an ed tech course. And so that was really interesting getting to kind of uh, know that pre-service world. And now lots of those teachers have been hired in our district and I get to connect with them again. So um, those are some of the things that I've been doing up until this point. Uh, yeah. I love the opportunity to see education from so many different lenses. Um, I think, you know, when I was in the classroom, I taught in the, in the school district for the majority of the time that I taught, I taught in the school district that I student taught in. And I loved that building. Like that was where I wanted to be. I was never leaving. And there were so many positives to that, right? So much I was able to learn from those, in, those incredible teachers that I was surrounded by. But you don't realize how much more there is in education, right? You don't realize mm -hmm. that the size of your school can really dictate so much of what you believe or what exists in your mind of what an education space looks like. And so when you're able to see schools that only have 20 students in it total from a school that, you know, I was working in a middle school at three grade levels, we had a thousand students. Like it was just, it's ridiculous to be able to see these massive size comparisons and at the high school level. I know it's even more dramatic, right? I, I went to a school when I was a child that had over 5,000 students in it at a high school level. And yet there's high schools just down the street from where I am that graduate, you know, like 50 or 30 or 10, a grade level. It's a very different world. So I love that you're able to bring such a variety to your group. It is. And then, you know, as a coach, sometimes we're in that, that middle space where you're, you know, you're not a teacher and oh, we do, we are very lucky. We, we get to go to all the, the school leader meetings and we're very connected with that group. So we're, we're pretty much part of that team. Um, but we're still as coaches, you know, coaching's uh, somewhat new in our district. When I took this job, we were the first coaches. So, you know, we kind of made things up as we went along. And even, in, like five or, even in five or six years, coaching has become much more established overall. Um, but one of the things that I really worked on was like, it, it felt like, okay, there's just, there's, this is a, not an isolating job, but you know, you don't have, you work with everybody, but almost nobody, right? If that makes sense. Yes, and so completely. Um, one of the things that's been really great for me and grown me a lot as an educator is becoming part of um, more broad PLN. So I'm an ISTE community leader. And so, you know, that we're connected to people all over the globe and the connections that I have there are just with these fantastic educators and leaders. Um, I'm a Google coach, certified coach and trainer. And so that's a huge, um, um, you know, a group where there's ideas flowing back and forth and you're at the cutting edge of, of what's happening all the time. Um, I do lots of work with Microsoft as well. And then actually in Canada, I'm part of a um, uh, ed tech consulting team. And so it used to be Cobblestone Collective. Well, it was EdTech Team Canada, then Cobblestone Collective, and they've just joined uh, with a group called Logics Academy. And so there, you know, you're working, uh, we're doing all sorts of videos and virtual teaching. Well, we used to be in person, but COVID, of course, changed that. But that opened up to a whole new world of virtual teaching. So I've been, you know, connecting with teachers virtually across Canada for several years. And then that network, you know, um, is some of the brightest technology minds in Canada too. So 
um, by stepping out of your comfort zone to sometimes take on those uh, challenges that's uh, really grown me as an educator and as a leader as well. I love that as our first challenge for the morning as we kind of get into this conversation is having everyone do a little audit of their network, of their bubble. Are you surrounding yourself with educators from diverse backgrounds from all over the world to be able to lend you insight to being better each and every day? That's a great, great, great reminder. And Cammie, you're a part of groups that are recognized worldwide for the great, great things happening. So you are definitely a very connected educator. We're going to transition here into our team talk where, Cami, we are going to hear more about what you are so passionate about that you want to leave our network thinking about as they head into their day. So we'll be right back. to the Teach Better Today morning show. We are so appreciative that you are here. And if you are just popping in now, make sure you head back to earlier in the episode. Cammie is constantly challenging us to increase our PLN and to continue to be educators that are connected to other amazing educators. Cammie, in this part of our show, we typically love to challenge our guests to share their soapbox passion, right? If you had one thing that you wanted to make sure was emphasized as educators head into their day, this is something you want them to either consider or, or choose to be a learner in and improve in some way. What are you so passionate about that we can discuss for this morning's dialogue? Well, when we were talking before, one of the things that I've thought about lately is um, challenge myself to, I say, do something, you should do something that scares you at least a little bit every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at growing as an, as an educator, as a person that's, you know, um, has lots of connections elsewhere, you, you have to kind of say, oh, I'm not sure if that's me, right? That whole imposter syndrome, like, should I be on the, the Teach Better Today show? I'm not so sure. Well, let's just, you know, see what happens and uh, those kinds of things, right? So, you know, taking those little steps out of your, your comfort zone. Um, and then when I swing that back to our, our school district, um, one of the issues that I really wonder about, I guess, is I don't have any answers, um, is how do we sustain innovation? How do we sustain the neat things that are happening in our schools or in our communities? Because what often happens is we, we get a project or this, this great thing that is happening and the wheels are going, and then that educator leaves the space. And so when we lose the champion from a, a really good program, how do we sustain what's happening? And so that's a that's a big um, question that I have, um, especially in our district where we have again lots of little communities, and and sometimes those educators, you know, they 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 were born there and they came back and they stay there. But sometimes there's educators that are in and out, and so um, that's one of the things that I I don't stay up at night worrying about, but I do wonder how do we stay how do we sustain innovation? And so um, in our case, we've tried lots of things, and some stick and some don't. 
Yeah, I want to dive more into that because you just brought up two incredible topics that do go hand in hand. And there are things that truly you like struck a chord in me as you were sharing that because your first challenge to our our educators to really think about doing something every day that scares them a little bit. And first and foremost, Kimmy, you absolutely should be on the show. I'm so glad that you took on this challenge. But it is a little scary sometimes, Chet, like stepping out of your comfort zone, that imposter syndrome. Guys, we all feel it. And it's always great to push yourself a little bit out of that comfort zone, even if those feelings come up so that you can be better and so that you can spread the incredible things that you have learned as an educator to other educators who have yet to have learned those lessons. Um, But the other thing that I really loved is as we're stepping out of our comfort zone, as we're trying new innovations to best reach our students, how do we sustain those practices? I know a lot of educators listening in our Teach Better Families specifically have maybe stepped out of their comfort zone to try the grid method. And maybe, maybe it, you know, takes on and a few teachers are trying it, but then you're right. When that core person, when the person that brought in the idea leaves, are those practices still sustainable? And the concept of creating teaching practices practices that are scalable and sustainable is something I am extremely passionate about. So I'd love to have you share a little bit around what maybe you've seen or what you've been a part of implementing that allows educators to have that sustainability. Because I think that's the only way that we are going to allow educators to, to move beyond trying new things and then burning out, right? <laughs> For sure. So one of the things in our district that we've done, uh, we have these um, fairly new things called Prairie Rose Possibilities. So uh, during COVID, our district spends a ton of money on busing. Like school bus costs are astronomical. So during COVID, we didn't have those costs. And so we actually had a pocket of money that it's like, okay, well, we could use this. And so we have, uh, at that point, we had... um, a little competition for some, we called them Prairie Rose Possibilities. And so those were those things that a school or a teacher could apply for a little pocket of money to do the thing that they've always wanted to do, but there was never funding for. And so we have probably about a dozen or more of those projects across our districts. And because we're very rural, lots of them involve like horses or rodeo. Um, Some of them are are, um, greenhouses, gardening, um, farming, you know, like kind of in that farming zone, but some are like fine arts and some are about STEM programs. So they're really, really varied. But then what do you do? Like, how do we keep that alive? So one of the things that I did as a coach is I started a little podcast, uh, Prairie Rose Possibilities podcast. And so all that does is they're they're super short episodes, like, you know, three to eight minutes. But I, I go in, I talk to either the teacher leader, sometimes students even. And it what it does is it keeps that conversation in the forefront. They think about their pro, their their program or their product. But then what that also does is when you air that, you know, you can put that on a Facebook page, you can send that out in your parent newsletter, it helps to create, um, I don't know, almost a formality that this is a thing, and we're still doing it. And so every time there's another episode comes back, it comes out, it's like, Oh, yeah, that that project that we have, Oh, what is happening? What's the latest? So, you know, uh, um, it's, it's a tiny little podcast, and it doesn't have a ton of, you know, listeners, because it's such a, you know, it's for our school district, but for that area, it it is one way of keeping those projects in people's minds. So that's an example. I love that example. And Cam, we have to tell you, we are, our home is in a school district that's quite large. And 
uh, to the point that I think there's like 12 elementary schools in this district alone. And it just seems to be enormous. Um, but I would in a heartbeat as a podcast listener, I would absolutely subscribe if our district had a podcast, even as a parent, because then it allows me to know what's going on in the schools. And, and now you're doing so many things, right? You're not only establishing a norm of a new program, you're amplifying the impact, the message, the inspiration, but now you're actually able to celebrate teachers too. So you're really creating the circular effect. Yeah. You're informing the community while also celebrating the educators in the community. How cool would it be if I was listening to a podcast and heard a, heard my, my own child's teacher featured on the podcast as being this innovator in the district that would make me as a parent so prideful that that they were in that that class i love that idea and i really value highlighting that this is only like three to eight minutes right this does not have to be a massive time project right like record a bit record an episode no video just post it you know i love that well some of the like I often will record a video like I've used the act did you know that a car makes a really good recording sound booth Oh, fancy. I love it. I love so, it. You know, some of the ways that we get those recordings are, are are quite something because we're, you know, in in all sorts of spaces. But it's, you know, we know the production value isn't super high, but it's it's kind of just that that get it done model. Uh, because if you wait for perfection, of course, uh, you're never going to get anywhere. And and then one of the things it does, too, is in our in our district, um, we really are focusing on on telling our message. So you, we know that with social media, uh, when things, when when parent groups or groups get a hold of ideas that can really go and and when they tell the message, that's not always so good. And so we've really worked on in our district, um, getting out front and and making sure that we're telling our message, that we're telling the stories that we want to hear, whether it's our projects or great things that are happening at our school. We have some really great hit hashtags that. Um, have come out of our, our recent three-year plan. And it this is the most incredible thing, but every, I would say 90% of the teachers in our school district could name the hashtags from our hey. school, from our school plan. Like that, I mean, I worked, you know, I've been an educator for a long time and there's never been a school plan or a, like a district plan that stuck that way. So, you know, that seeing how that, that rolls out into social media and what teachers do and, and everything has been really, really powerful. Ugh, Cammie, I know you're full of so much insight. We've just skimmed the surface. I mean, even just talking about sustainable, scalable routines. I know that you have other things outside of this podcast that you're doing to ensure that educators are stepping out of their comfort zone and finding success in creating that scalability. But before we run out of time, I really would love for you to share your contact information, how people can stay connected to you so they can add you to their PLN and continue this conversation, maybe in direct messaging or through other discussions we'll have in the future. Sure. So at Mrs. Kanikins is my name on Twitter and I think Facebook and most of the spaces. Um, I have a, a little blog, uh, bit.ly slash K-A-N-N blog is how to get there. So those are some of the places. Um, I do lots of videos on YouTube. Um, so again, if you look at, there's not a lot of Kanikins in the world. So if you look up Cami Kanikins on YouTube, um, I've got lots of content there that I produce, again, to kind of make scalable content for our school district. So good. And I love your last name. You're right. You like your whole, your name first to last is just so catchy. I feel like okay. so fabulous. Here's, get this. My middle name is Candace. 
No, it's not. True story. So you have the all-time best name. That that I'm giving you the award. It's done. <laughs> I'm quite illiterate, right? Or I'm quite illiterate, quite an alliteration, yes. There you go. I I'm love it. <laughs> Friends, if you are having any problems connecting with Cami, just reach out to me or anyone on the Teach Better team. We are very connected to Cami. We love to celebrate the work she's doing. She's definitely somebody that you should connect with on social and continue this conversation, especially if you're an educational leader. Come collaborate on a weekly basis with Cami over at teachbetter.com slash mastermind. It's a free group. It's a Zoom call. It's not recorded. Joshua Stamper is usually there. Katie Miglin's usually there. And I enjoy the conversation. You might actually see Cammie too. She'll just be in her car driving to work. So Cammie, thank you again uh, being, for being a part of this episode. I know there's going to be so many good takeaways from this and the conversation will only continue. And for everyone else, have an amazing, amazing rest of your day as you head into an incredible day impacting students. Bye friends. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. <laughs> the comments are always so entertaining. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.